I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. It's Michelle here. Welcome to today's episode. Now, as business owners, we often need to be a bit scrappy when it comes to attracting new clients, staying top of mind with existing clients. Sadly, we do not have the bottomless pit of cash that perhaps big corporates do. But I think there is, you know, a a trend among all businesses with the tightening of the purse strings a little bit now. And so we need to be able to make our efforts stretch a bit further, whether that's being frugal financially or with our time. And, you know, marketing, is one of those activities that if we don't do it, it does end up having a negative consequence on our business. Doesn't matter how big or small our business is. Everyone is suffering the same issues with the lack of organic reach from social media posts, the rising cost of digital advertising. So instead of like sitting and wringing our hands and slinging spaghetti in the same direction and hoping that it sticks to the wall, I think it's time to really investigate some different levers that you can pull in terms of attracting potential clients and staying top of mind with the ones that you do have. One of those levers that you can pull, which is going to cost you absolutely nothing, is becoming your own publicist. Getting free media exposure is a fantastic way to boost your business. The value of great press can end up being worth thousands to your business in terms of um, new and boosting existing business opportunities. But how do we do it? What's the magic formula? Is there a magic formula? My guest today is here to talk about just that. Liz Nabel is a former TV journalist turned entrepreneur. Like so many of us when we started out, Liz didn't have formal business training, but what she did have was a ton of media skills, which she utilized to turn a little known fitness brand, Extend Bar, into a household name here in Australia. Liz now teaches other business owners just like you how to be their own publicist, how to seek, get and leverage media exposure to grow their business and she is sharing some of her secrets with us today. So Liz dispels that myth that getting media coverage is like this elusive thing or an exclusive club that's only available to people with a massively high profile. She takes away all the smoke and mirrors and shows us what action we can take today 
to boost our business this way. Liz has got some really fantastic insights to share with us, and I know that you're going to enjoy our chat. She also runs the Media Masters Academy, which is open now. So if you would like to take further action and join her in her academy, I've put all of the links to that in the episode notes today. Please enjoy my chat now with the fantastic Liz Nagel. Liz, I'm so excited for you to share your superpowers with our listeners today to help them leverage the media to boost their business. You have got so much experience On both sides, you've worked in the media as a journo, and then you built up your own business by leveraging the media. Like I remember you from when you opened Extend Bar, you were absolutely everywhere. And back then I was a customer, so I didn't know you like I know you now. I didn't know what your strategy was, but I do know now, and I really, really would love for you to share with our listeners how you did it, what you did, why you did it, and the impact that it's had on your business. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Excited to be here. So I don't know if I had a strategy, but I did know that when we first bought into the Extend Bar business, we were the first franchisees back in 2012. Um, And if your audience uh, are old like me and can remember back to 2012, that was pre kind of the rise of boutique fitness, Pilates classes weren't $30 a head. No one knew what a bar workout was. And yeah, we, we were starting from less than zero. So there was no brand awareness. I remember like a couple of weeks before the studio opened, being on the streets, handing out, you know, these flyers at, you know, some marathon event or running event or something. And people were like, oh my God, there's like a new bar opening, like a, like a, like a cocktail cocktail bar. bar. (laughs) And I was going, oh, my God, we are just pushing it uphill here because people don't even know what we are. No one even knows what bar is. So we, and we didn't really have um, a presence in Australia in terms of a big head office and like a big budget. We, we, we were basically on our own. Yeah. So the strategy was just to do whatever I could with the knowledge that I had I knew how to pitch to the media and I knew that we were a new business, which was newsworthy. It was a new brand, which was newsworthy. And then I found other aspects that were newsworthy, like I'm a woman in business. I'm, you know, doing the the work-life balance. Um, I'm in business with my partner. Um, So all those things that you, like I didn't, I've never pitched myself as a a fitness expert. I pitched myself as a business owner and I pitched the brand. I think a lot of your listeners will be like, oh, she had all these media contacts. I didn't really have that many, like I'd worked in big newsrooms and stuff, but I didn't have that kind of reach back at that stage. And also you'd been away, like you'd been living overseas. So your contacts, you know, would have moved around and moved on and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I knew how to pitch and I knew that the media, what they wanted. So I would just find an email and, you know, try and, and, and spend some time finding the right contact and the right email address and then pitch, um, knowing that I knew, I knew what they wanted or what that specific media outlet wanted. And, um, it worked and there was tons of articles about extend bar, but there's also tons of articles about me too, which to be honest, in the beginning, it it wasn't about me. It was about building the, the brand name, but people want to see a face. They do. Yeah. And I was the face because yes. there was no one else. So then I started to go, okay, well, 
like I said, like I'm a woman in business. What other challenges can I talk about? What am I an expert in, so to speak? Um, And so that's kind of how we got, you know, I was in things like, you know, my day on a plate, you know, a life in the, you know, a day in the life of, you know, this, I guess, businesswoman, how I changed careers. That was in Smart Company or Women's Agenda, I think how to like work with your life partner and make your business successful, how to scale a business because we started opening multiple locations. So there was lots of different aspects to it and I would just, I guess when an idea came to me, I would just pitch it. We never paid for a single cent. We never paid a single cent for PR. That's incredible. Like, you know, obviously that's the part that I, I, when you told me that I was like, what? So you didn't have it, like you didn't have a PR company with like your publicist or anything. Cause I do, I just remember you were absolutely everywhere. And I love what you've shared there, Liz, around like all of the different ways to spin essentially the same thing. Like it's like the business is opening. Your objective was to, you know, let everyone know so that more people would would come and become customers, but there were so many different ways in which yeah. you could tell that tell that story. And you are, I think, you know, you're the mistress of the perfect pitch. Like you really, <laughs> you know, this is this is what you teach, and it's you do make it so easy. And even how you're saying it now, it's like, oh, and we had this. I had this angle, da, da, da. but I think that can almost like paralyze people because it's like I don't know where to start you know you encourage us to step up and and, you know be our own publicist so I would love to hear from you like what is it that makes a good pitch how did you get that success what are the things that we need to know that are going to give us a better chance of success So first of all, I would say I don't consume the news in a like a voracious way. I'm not like reading every newspaper and, you know, reading every, you know, watching every tape. No one has time for that, right? Yeah. But I am observant when I see a trend in the media or I'm, you know, reading an article in like a women's magazine and I see myself in that article or I see something I do in that article and I think, hmm, could I apply what I know into the same format? That's pretty much how it works. So I would say... First of all, you need to consume that media product at least once before you pitch. Yeah. Like don't pitch Women's Weekly if you never have never read a copy. Yeah. Because it's it's formulaic. Like if you read the cover story, it almost always fo- it's not the same, but it follows a pattern of drama or a pattern of like a storytelling pattern. And so you need to identify what that is. And it's not hard. Like if you've ever watched a rom-com, yeah. there's a pattern, right? Yeah. Now let me try and remember what the pattern is. A girl's super sad, she's single, she meets a boy, she falls in love and then he cheats on her or something bad happens and so you go back down the rabbit hole and then it always ends up with a good ending, right? So there's there's a pattern but we keep watching rom-coms because we love the pattern, we love the story, we love the way it makes us feel. It's exactly the same when you pitch the media. Yeah. So any sort of um, story where you're like a transformational story or coming back from a loss or you've been successful, but this is what you've come through. Those sorts of things are great story ideas and a good place to start if you've never pitched before, because it's not you trying to be an expert. It's you um, speaking from the heart or speaking from your opinion or your experience. But you you should know a little bit about who you're pitching first. Yes. So yeah. If you're pitching a podcast, listen to a few episodes to get the idea of what, what their style is and what the sentiment is. Same with a magazine or a TV show or something like that. So that's my first thing. Yes. Second thing is is never sell your, your business is not a story. So like okay. Michelle Broadbent, you know, business coach, like it's not an advert. It, yes. It's not, it, 
your your story would most likely be told via the story of a client, yep. a client's success or a client's yep. transformation. And you just happen to be a byproduct to mention in that story. But people associate your brand with the success of that client. Does that make sense? It so totally does. Yeah. You've got to have a story yes. hook. If you don't pitch with a story hook, they will just delete. Yeah. Um, you won't even get a look in for the next time you want to pitch. So I would say get to know the outlet a little bit, find the story angle, and then making sure your pitch is like succinct and to the point. You've got your story hook at the top. You're easy to work with. Yeah. You're available to talk to. Yeah. You know, if you're pitching TV, for example, you need pitches. So yeah. if you have a business that doesn't lend itself well to pitches, that, that's yeah. fine. A good example is let's say you run a pharmaceutical company and you've you've got this new revolutionary drug. Now, pharmaceutical companies probably have massive big PR companies. Yeah. I'll just give you an idea. There's nothing sexy about, you know, a new drug on the market. Yeah. But if you can show that drug has been successful on a person, yes. that's the story and that's the pictures. So yeah. you know, a nine-year-old girl with a terminal illness, this is yeah. the drug we gave her and these are the results. You would say, you know, the first opening frame of that story is that girl. Yeah. And your business is a part of that story, but it's not the focus of the story. Yeah. So yes. there are ways to tell stories with pictures even if you've got quite a dry product, yeah. um, there's so many different ways. And once you start to think like a journalist, you'll start yeah. to go, oh, yeah, I get it. Like I, I feel like the penny, there's a penny drop moment for most of my clients where they all of a sudden they just get, they start to get that formula and yes. that's when the success comes. Yes, and just, yeah, being opportunistic too, opportunistic, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really there's, opportunistic. there's lots of different ways to, lots of different styles of sharing your story. So you might piggyback a current news friend a news trend yeah. so like you say you see the opportunity yeah. at, let's say cost of living for example that's yeah. a deep, you know it's everywhere right mm -hmm. if you have a business that reduces the cost of living or makes people's yeah. lives simpler or easier like that's a news hook or it might be you know inflation mortgage you know, you yes. know rate, rate increases um yep. anything covid isn't <laughs> No one ever wants to hear another COVID story again, by the way. Yes, yes. But during COVID, that's yeah. all you do. Every single story had a COVID spin, every story. It was yes. about staff problems. It was about businesses being shut down. It was about opportunities for other businesses to do well because other businesses, like, do you know what I mean? Yes. So I think if you see those opportunities, that's also a simple, easy way to get started and just be a bit observant about what's going on around you and the trends and what's the news of the day. And, I mean, I guess not all publicity is valuable publicity mm. necessarily right um so like how do we identify what those because there's so many like you like as you're saying this it's like yeah, oh yeah. my god like this is a full-time job but <laughs> like how do we identify what those those right opportunities mm. for us are to pursue I think it's really important to have, so I teach in my course, like brand stories. So as a business owner, you need to A, have a bit of an understanding of the media before you go out there because you don't want to get taken advantage of or you don't yeah. want, I'll give you an example. Please. When we first opened our business, we were like, oh my God, we're getting all this press. This is amazing. And we had the living room approach yeah. just and said, can we come into your studio and film? Um, we've got the presenter was Dr. Dr. Roche. What's his first name? Andrew. Yes. Andrew Roach. Yeah. He was coming in and then they had a couple of other presenters or, or yeah. I don't know, someone else who was going to be in there. And I was like, oh, my God, how amazing, the living room. This is great. But then when they came in to start to film, I realised that they were sort of taking the piss about our product or our service and they were kind of had the guys in tutus. And, oh. and I was like, no, 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 no. Our whole 
problem with our brand was making it available to everyone because the problem we had in our brand was people think extemba i've got to be a dancer i've got to be experienced i've got to be fit i've got to look a certain way it's only for young sexy you know whatever we were trying to break that mold and these guys were coming in and and kind of taking the mickey out of it and saying oh like how silly is this how there was nothing I could do about it at the time because they were already in there. But I was like, right, I'm I'm not gonna. I, I've got you've got to be careful about what yes. you say yes to. Yes, so you have to have a bit of an understanding, firstly. But you don't need to be an expert. You just need yes. to be in control of the narrative. Uh huh. And you get in control of the narrative by working out what your brand story is. What do you want to say? Where do you want that conversation to go? Yeah. So if you have that brand story down pat, which is yeah. what we work on in my course, yeah. we get that done. We put it on your website. We put it on your Google My Business page. That is what you will tell that brand story 40 million times. You'll tell yeah. it on speaking panels. You'll tell it at, you know, the school night, school trivia night that you've yeah. sponsored. Like that's the story. That's the narrative you want to share. So you yeah. need to be in charge of that narrative and then you can never get taken advantage of. It's not you're not lying, but you're controlling that PR piece that comes out of your business. If you're not prepared and your employees or your spokespeople aren't prepared, that message is muddy. You know, the media can take out anything from that once it's out in the world, right? Yeah. You have to yes. be really careful about the story you tell. But you, you, if you pre-do all that work, that's a marketing yeah. asset for your business. Yeah. And that marketing asset just sits in the folder on your desktop and anytime you any get any media or anyone goes, you know, can you come and speak at an International Women's Day event or something, you just shoot off your brand story and your profile with your pick and it's you don't ever ha- you have to recreate the wheel. Yeah. So at the very least, it's a marketing asset for your business and at yeah. the very best, it's great PR. I love that. And, you know, not to dumb it down, but it is rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It and it's being really, really pointy about like what you want to be known for and controlling yeah. that as opposed to, yeah, being taken advantage of. It's like, well, we know you're known for that, but we're going to we're gonna spin it a yeah. different way. And-, yeah. and I think you can be, I'm, I'm a big fan of being really transparent in your brand story because people connect with the challenges that you face and they can yeah. no one wants to hear how amazing you are and how easy your life is like i, I maybe i'm just angry and old but uh, <laughs> I, no i don't, don't. that i want to hear from people who be like oh my god i face all these challenges and this is where i came from and then this happened and then here i am yeah I'm like that is amazing i want to be a part i want to buy into your brand what yeah do you everyone sell? loves the underdog don't everyone they? loves the underdog so yeah. you can Definitely be honest and vulnerable, but when the work is pre-done, you kind of get to choose what you share and, you know, you might tell a story in a slightly different way to the media than you would to your best friend or your your partner or something. So that's all part of it too. And then you learn to tell that story in in an interesting way. So most people are super close to their story, so they don't think it's very interesting. Yes. But when you tell your story to me, I'm Mm. like, oh, when I stop you with those bits, those bits are the best bits. Yeah. To you, they don't seem important because you've lived it and it's, you know, what you know. But to the outside world, that's the part that is interesting and fascinating and and connects people to you. So once you know those good bits, you know, you can start to shave down that story and, and really curate this beautiful kind of journey that you take people on when they tap into your brand. That's really great advice. So can you can you share like a story with us of a business that you've worked with that has been really successful when it's come to like getting 
media coverage. Yeah, yeah. I've just finished working with Helen and Karen, who you know oh, from a yes, great time. Yes, yeah. And they came to me and they wanted um, they wanted me to help them with their brand story and they're launching a design course, I think, uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And so they wanted a bit of inspiration about how to share their story. And the story that they tell is, you know, the two of them met in, in university and they both had these different strengths that they bring to the business and they just work seamlessly together. So their brand story was kind of a little bit of each of their backgrounds and how they met and how they how their journey has kind of progressed. And they've done some big contracts with like cruise ship design and some super interesting, you know, they've got a super interesting background about how they've come to be. And they've they've managed to get their brand story down pat and get featured in heaps of different kinds of media, architect um, magazines, online. They've just done a feature with LG products. So they just really needed to nut out what their story was. And then um, I helped them pitch, obviously, as part of working with them. And they've pretty much got everything they've pitched for because they've got it all ready to go. So they they obviously specialise in kitchen and bathroom design um, and that's part of what their course is about. So anytime I see call-outs for that sort of stuff, I just flick it over to them or, you know, they they subscribe now to see some of those call-outs as well. And they're getting themselves featured in big and small things. Yep. But it's like chipping away at building their reputation as industry experts. Yeah, and being so that they're playing go-to. The yeah, and being yeah. that, becoming that go-to person. Yeah. Because I, you know, worked with a lot of, um, you know, industry experts. I guess you know you could call them back when I was managing them and and getting all of those requests and seeing how. Yeah, they, like you you become this person. It's like, oh, we worked with her once or she did this for us once and she was so great to deal with or she responded really quickly or she was on like on brief. It was like, you yes. know, there wasn't any fluffing around. And, and like you were saying, like the success for them is because it was in relevant um, like industry-related um, media. Yeah. It, it wouldn't really be important for them to be featured on I don't know, Mamma Mia or something like that. No, that's you know what right. I mean? Whereas but for someone else, that's like, you know, that's sort of Mecca. That's where they want to be. But it's like, but where are your potential mm. clients? Mm. Like where are the people that would would buy from you hanging out? So that's obviously a consideration there as well, right? Yeah, I think it's important to know the goal. Like what's your goal? Yeah. Why do you want yeah. to get media? Do you want to sell something? Do you want to increase your industry, your profile as an industry expert? Do you want sales? Do you want exposure? Do you want brand awareness? So find your goal and then find that audience that will take you to that goal. So um, for Helen and Karen, they're interior designers. So they had two kind of goals. One was to show that. So they've done all this education. They just went back to university. I know. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. um, building builders as well so yes. that they can do the whole soup to nuts thing not yes. just interior design so they really want to break the, the mold or the myth about interior designers that they just come around and fluff pillows they yeah. they want the world to know that this is the extent of the education they have and they can do commercial jobs residential jobs big jobs small jobs yeah. and that that was kind of their I guess their news angle or their story angle so they want to get themselves out to people I guess who would be potentially customers or clients but yeah. then also to those um, industry bodies who might use their expertise for you know articles to show what they know from their experience on the ground 
And so all those articles have backlinks in them. So we were talking before um, we started about, you know, the changing nature of social media ads and uh, Oh, my God. Yep, yep. Algorithms. Yeah. So I think it's really important to to also work on your media and PR because you get to control those channels. You do. Once you're featured, you know, let's say you're featured in news.com.au that is there forever and those backlinks to your business are organic seo that is there forever social media plays no impact at all on your seo it's a totally different platform yeah so you know your stories are there and that's great and then they're gone so you can i guess put your head in the sand and just pump money behind meta ads yeah which i'm not saying don't do meta ads there's definitely a place for that but complementary to that you want organic like free, when someone is willing to feature you in a really trusted source, like a newspaper yes. or a digital publication or something, money can't buy that kind of exposure. It, it so, can't. No. If you do put like, you know, because I know that PR agencies do actually put dollar values against mm-hmm. um, against coverage, you know, that's part of how they demonstrate that they're, that they're earning their keep. Mm. Um but it is, it's it's worth in many cases thousands or, or million, you know, if you were to pay, for example, if you were on TV or whatever, if you were to pay for an advertising spot on a television channel or whatever, it's mm. thousands and thousands of dollars. And this is, and I think this is what I want to really, really emphasize is that this stuff is free you do not if you're getting messages well let me feature you in such and such an article it's only five thousand dollars for a spot on you know and you can be on the cover and blah 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 it's all bullshit you don't have to pay for this stuff okay and and the free. good and the other good news a it's free yeah B, there's not that many businesses doing it because they're all got their head in the sand pumping their money into yeah. ads that don't yeah. even get them the results they used to get them 10 years ago that's right so yeah. We sort of we don't we don't own those channels. You don't own Meta. Like yeah. you you if if Meta decides to change the algorithm or shut you out because you've, you know, they think it's, what you're posting is inappropriate or you've done the wrong thing, which they do to yeah. legitimate brands all the yeah. time. Yeah, you have no control about that. There's no yeah. help number. Yeah, I know. We know. Yeah. <laughs> so so you get to control that earned media and you know you and and you know the the general assumption from the public is that when you're featured in that media. That media, the whole point of that media outlet, let's say the financial review, is they work 24 hours a day, seven days a week to become this trusted source. That's where advertisers pay money to be part of that brand. So when yeah. you're associated with that brand, you become a trusted source too. So it's it's a totally different transaction in people's minds from an advertisement. And you- Or what you say yourself as well. Like if you... Yeah. You look at how people will always look at reviews or testimonials or that. It's like, like you said, it's trust by association. It can also be guilt by association. That's why you need to be really careful about who you're aligning yourself with. But people are more likely to, you know, believe something about you if they hear it from somebody else. It's like that social proof. And if it's a reputable news you know media source for example then that just yeah it boosts your trustworthiness yeah and I think also you know you can tell the world how amazing you are on social media till the cows come home yeah but in the media when you pitch the media and you get featured or you get mentioned you don't have to do any of that because they do it for you and then you get to pull that and repurpose it on your social media on your blog in a podcast 
pull a, t- you know, a quote out for a tile and, you know, tag them in. Like you get to reuse that again and again and again. And that's the other thing. Don't just get the media, like a few media wins, quick wins, and then just let it sit there. Yes. You need to leverage that as much as you possibly can yeah. um, to sort of share that message with your community and beyond that you've been yeah. featured and get the word out there because, you know, you, you want to make most of those opportunities. Make the most of the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they they are because they can be fleeting. You know, it can be a, it yeah. can be a little snippet on the whatever, six o'clock yeah. news or someone's, yeah. you know, news website that, you know, is is kind of gone within 24 hours from, you know, the front page. But yeah. for you that, that the benefits can be l- much more long-lasting and also it breeds, doesn't it? So, like, yeah. if, you, if you can say, oh, I was featured on blah, blah to another media outlet, they're going to go, oh, well, you know, if they had if they had her or if she's shared with them, then you know, she must know what she's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think people also assume that there's a lot of time, like, oh, my God, I have to do this all day, every day. But once you sort of know the simple um, process to follow, yeah, I reckon you can do this in as little as two hours a week. So you can yeah. say on a Tuesday from 9 to 11 or whenever you decide, I'm going to just two or three pitches to the right people that you, yeah. you know, in the right place and then, the, you know, obviously it doesn't happen overnight. You don't become this really well-known trusted industry expert in five seconds. Yeah. But it just a drip feed. And then you can play that long game of becoming so good to work with, mm. speaking really well, being prepared if you've got media interviews or providing the right images and, you know, being a bit savvy about what to give this journalist to make this their job as easy as possible. Yeah. And they just start coming to you. They go, listen, we've got this article coming up about, you know, women in business or women in blah, blah, blah. Do you have five seconds to just give us a quote? That, that That's just a no-brainer. Like yeah. that is 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 easy and it just takes a little time to get that profile going, that's but it right. doesn't take all day every day. And then it becomes just another thing that you do in your business, like yeah. paying your invoices or, you know, yeah. whatever the things are. It's just another one of those things into the mix. Well, Liz, you know, I'm all about taking action. So if you were to give our listeners like something that they can do today to boost their profile or use the media to boost their business, what would that thing be? There's a couple of things. Okay. I think think take a look at your website. Do you have a brand story on there or is it just like this generic, there's their stock images on there with no photo of you or, you know, you and your partner or you and your best friend or whoever runs a business? Yeah. Is there a photo of you on your website? B, is there a, is there a brand story that you would stop and and read? So, you know, I went on, I can't remember what site it was the other the other week, and it was it was quite a big, really successful brand. Um, I'd say it was like a medium-sized business. And it was so generic. Their About Us page was like kind of about the product. And I was like, if I wanted to read about the product, like I could just Google it. Like yeah. I want to know about you. How did you come to start this business? What's your history? What's your passion? Start to have a think about what's people's first impression. And and that brand story can be on your Google My Business page too. Yeah. Because Google is saying now that people come to your Google My Business page before they come to your website. Well, that's their goal. Is Google's yeah. goal is to keep you on that GMB page and not go to a website. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. They want you to stay on Google for as long as possible. I would start to have a look, think about just the basics of that. Do you would you stop and look and pause at that page? Because your story is what makes your your business unique it makes you stand out against your competitors because if you're offering sunscreen for example like what's the difference the difference is you and your story so I would go with that and then I would just 
pick out a few media outlets, maybe just on Instagram or whatever, and just start to have a little flick through what they do. What do they feature? What kinds of stories could you see your business or your personal story or whatever fitting into any of that? Start to think a little bit more like a journalist. And that will like, I guess, sow this seed where you will t- pay more attention. Then when you start to pitch, you're off to a better start than blindly pitching some PR, you know, press release to like every man and his dog and hoping, yeah. you know, the mud yeah. will stick somewhere. Yes. Yeah. So I would just say a couple of those little things and do my course, obviously. And do your course. <laughs> yeah. You're launching like this week. Yes. I'm launching Tuesday the 7th of Feb. Do you want me to give them my website? Please, yes. please do. So it's, <laughs> it's com. Our forward slash Media Masters Academy. It's a five-week course and we go through pretty much everything from crafting that brand story, pitching the media. There's pitch templates included um, so that if you do finish the course and you're like, what did she say about that? <laughs> you literally pull the pitch and like insert here kind of stuff. We do touch on uh, local area marketing like Google My Business and collaborations with other businesses, which is another clever way to get media attention. And then we have some live masterclasses with working journalists. So we've got the head of daytime news at Channel 9 and we've got a big digital um, executive producer also talking on one of the weeks as well. The fifth week, the bonus week, is you get access to 10,000 of Australia and New Zealand's top media basically it's a a software database and I've teamed up with MediaNet Um, and you get six months free access as part of the course and we show you how to use a database how easy it is so you never have to fish around and search forever for you know a journalist's email Uh, or contact details ever again amazing that's so cool Liz that's um, incredible well I will put all the links to that in the episode notes for people yeah and they can contact like Liz is on uh, Instagram as well so I'll put all the ways to connect with you um, for our listeners because there is a lot of gold you go into so much detail of the how like of just to empower you are empowering the people that come into into the program to actually do this stuff to yes. show them that they're you know you because you're saying it very easy and also knowing that you didn't know what the hell you were doing no and, and not, like, not a lot of business owners are doing that, that's the beauty yeah, yes it, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah you're not pitching with you know yes journalists get a lot of pictures but they get a lot of pictures from pr companies yeah. and stuff there's a big rise in the need for lived experiences yes and you know business owners on the ground everyone the whole big trend to support local support small business is you know trending in the media and probably will for, you know, at least the foreseeable future. They want to hear from people with lived experiences. Like PR companies are a whole different case. So it doesn't matter if you don't have that. That's my whole, the whole premise of the course is you can do it yourself. It's super easy once you know the formulas and, and a little bit more about how it works. And there's not a huge amount of small business owners doing this. Yeah. So the opportunity is ripe to get it done now. Absolutely. And you are going to show them exactly how yes. to do it. So Liz, I Hold have their hand. one final question. It's yes. the question that I ask all my guests. Um, and that is for them to share something that they've read, watched, listened to, experienced, eaten, uh, that will give our listeners lives or business a boost. What would you like to share with okay, us? Okay. You know what? It's so funny that you ask me this because I read this quote. It's on Instagram and I think it's from um, Adam Grant, who's like my favourite behavioural psychologist. Can I read it out to you? Please, yes. I love his stuff. He does this email each week and he has like a tiny thought. It's amazing. And he just says, 
If you wait until you're motivated, you've already lost. Surgeons don't always feel like doing surgery. Teachers don't always feel like teaching. Parents don't always feel like cooking. Firemen don't always feel like rushing into a burning building. If you let motivation dictate your actions, inertia conspires to keep you in place. Action creates progress. Progress creates momentum. Momentum creates motivation. There you go. What a great note to leave us on, Liz. Thank you for sharing that. That's brilliant. Thank you. And thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Um, I will put the links for people to sign up to Media Masters Academy and follow you on socials and just get more brilliance from you. So I really do appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Good blast.